Amen. Hey, today we're going to talk about our thoughts. How many of you guys think of things? No, never. Wow. I wish I could do that. As of lately, my thoughts uh, are very, I don't know, say all-consuming. My thoughts just keep going, especially at night when I lay my my head down on the pillow. So I often turn on some music, or I just turn on one of those ridiculous sitcoms that is just like... You don't really want to watch, but it just kind of helps drown out the noise in your head so I can go to sleep. I know it's not the best habit, uh, so I, I got to work on that. But, but thoughts, things are always there. We're always going in, in a direction. And oftentimes, uh, we're, we're heading in the direction of our thoughts. And so we're going to talk about that today. All right? We're going to talk about it. So our text for today is in John chapter 1, verse 35 through 42. So if you have your hard Bible, you can pull that out. If you have your digital Bible, you can get that out. Or if you just want to stare straight ahead onto the screen, we have it up there for you as well. But in, in thinking through these things, uh, thinking about our thoughts and how our life is governed by our thoughts, I thought of my dad. Some of you have met my father. He was here in August. Uh, he's a very determined strong-willed individual. He knows what he wants, and he goes after what he wants. For the last 10 years, yes, 10 years, my father, or longer than that, my father has been building his own home. It's a 3,000-square-foot, or for those of us, the European, it's a 280-square-meter house. Yes, it's a big house. He has done virtually everything himself. He, ha- he is a, an electrician by trade and a master of all crafts. Because when he thinks in his mind, I'm going to do this, he does it. The land that he had, it wasn't just digging a simple hole. There was, it was like Sweden. You dig, you dig like 20, 30 centimeters, and you're going to hit the rock. You're going to hit the bedrock, and there's granite, right? How many of you have noticed that here? They blow things up a lot in this country. They blow things up a lot. That's why dynamite was invented here, because they needed to blow things up a lot. But my dad had to clear out a bunch of giant rocks. So he learned how to break apart rock without dynamite. He got this weird powder stuff. He drilled a hole in the rock, put this powder stuff in, dropped some water on it, came back the next day, and this stuff had expanded inside and broken apart the rock. And he was able to just pull it out with his tractor. My dad, being the fantastic father and husband that he is, bought my mom a birthday present, a dump truck. So now all of you wives whose husbands buy unique things for you for, say, the kitchen, at least he's not buying you a dump truck for your birthday. But he's doing all this stuff. He cleared the land. We helped him do this weird kind of Lego foundation, foam blocking, pouring it out. I went up there and helped my dad several times. I got some stitches on on the top of my head because of helping my dad. That's a story for another day. Uh, But my dad has put this house all together himself. The only time he's asked for help is when the the rafters of the roof had to be put in. You had to hire a crane to lift them and put them up there. And then he got some guys to help kind of put them in place. But my dad's done pretty much all of it himself. He's done the plumbing. He's done the electrical. He's done the flooring. He's done the sheetrock. He's done the roof. He's done it all. That's why it's taken 10 years. 
because he's done it all. But again, my father, when he puts his mind to something, he's going to do it. Because he, when he believes he can do it, he does it. So today, our thoughts determine the direction of our life, or believing is becoming. So as our scripture says this, in 1 John 1.35 says, The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the, two, when the two disciples heard them say, heard him say this, they followed Jesus. So two disciples were chilling with John. John had his own disciples, his own following. Two of the disciples that were following John said, oh, look, okay, it's the Messiah. Peace out, John. We're going to go with Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. It's kind of an interesting response to when Jesus says, what do you want? He said, oh, where are you going to sleep tonight? It's kind of an interesting response. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and had followed Jesus. First thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah that is, the Christ. And he brought him, Andrew brought Simon to him. Jesus looked at him, Simon, and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is then translated Peter. Father, this morning we thank you for your word. Lord, help your word to impact us and the thoughts that we have that we would, if we need to, radically change the processes in our mind so we can go the direction in the future that you have for us. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So this morning, the main idea and the main topic, main point of the thesis of this conversation is the thoughts you believe determine the person that you become. The thoughts you believe determine the person that you become. For me, years ago, I knew that I was going to have surgery on both of my hips. I had to get them fixed from a birth defect. And I knew the doctor had said, hey, Brandon, you're not going to be able to run. I said, hallelujah. I was not a runner at all. The most I ever ran in my life was the mandatory one mile or three kilometers that you had to run every year for PE in grade school. Nyla's nodding like, yes, I remember that dreaded awfulness. Now, wouldn't you know it? I always finished. I may not have finished first, but hey, somebody's got to bring up the rear, right? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. But in that moment when I realized, okay, I am not going to be able to run, become a runner, which I was fine with, you got in my head, you know what? I'm going to run now. I should do it. I've always had this thought, I want to one day get fit and healthy enough to run a marathon. Well, I didn't run a marathon. Seems pretty far to run. Four hours of just running doesn't seem like an ideal thing for me, does it? No. Some of you are like, no. And some of you are like, yeah, it does. I mean, what about those Kenyans? Almost two hours, just above two hours to run a marathon. Less than, yeah, less. Have you ever tried to get on a treadmill and run that pace? I watched a guy do it this week. 
he lasted like 10 seconds. How fast that you have to run at a consistent pace. It's crazy. But anyways, anyways, I digress. I'm sorry. I kind of rabbit trail here and there everywhere today. This message might maybe kind of ebb and flow today instead of a direct point. But anyways, I decided I'm going to work out and I'm going to run what's called the Tough Mudder. My, my youngest brother is a crazy runner. He, did, he ran the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, 48 miles down and up backing up. My brother's insane runner, and he just all of a sudden, I'm going to do it, and he ran. No training. Okay, he's a different breed. Anyways, I just, he ran this Tough Mudder. I'm like, I'm going to join my brother and do that. So I got some guys with me, and we started training, and I lost 40 pounds, and I ran this Tough Mudder. It was a 10-mile race with 20 different obstacles. Halfway through, the, my calves cramped up, and I could not run anymore. So I'm like trying to hobble along, but I completed the race. Why? Because in my head, I determined I am going to become a runner. I may not want to ever run after this again, but I'm going to become a runner because I have a goal in mind. So in that process of I'm going to become a runner, I changed my eating habits. I changed my exercise routine. I changed a lot of things because I wanted to become something. My thoughts determined who I was going to become. Church, we all have ideas and thought processes and, and goals of, I want to become this. We set resolutions every single year because I want to become this. And we try to change different habits and, and processes in our life. But until we can change what is upstairs, until we start getting that involved in the process, we're not going to reach our goal. The Bible says that we are free from our slavery, from the bondage, from our sin. But until we start getting that inside of our head as well, it's not going to help us overcome the temptation that is placed before us. So what do you have to believe this morning in order to become who you want to be? Pastor Craig Rochelle, a great leadership guru and pastor of Life Church in Tulsa, Texas, or Oklahoma, says this, your life is headed in the direction of your strongest thoughts. As you think back on the thoughts that you've had this week, what direction were you going in this week? I know for me, not all of my thoughts were the, the greatest of direction. I really struggled this week with a lot of different things inside here. But if I allow those to be the dominating thoughts, my spiral will just keep going down and down and down. Your life is headed in the direction of your strongest thoughts. For us as followers of Jesus, we want to be going in the direction that God has for us. So that entails what A.W. Tozer said. He said, what you believe about God is the most important things, thing about you. As we follow Jesus, if we want to go in the direction that he has for us, what we think and what we believe about God will help determine that direction and that course. Because if we believe that he is a good father, 
we're going to act like it and live like it. But if we believe that God is a, a punitive and punishing father, then we're going to not really want to go to our good father. When you hear a message, when you hear a pastor or a TikTok video or an Instagram reel talk about how great the, the love of the Father is, you're going to go, no, not really. Because God is a punishing God. He is a disciplinarian. He's not a good God. What you believe about the Father determines your relationship with him. Romans 14, 11 says, It is written, As surely as I live, <clears throat> says the Lord, <clears throat> every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. We want to align ourselves so that way when we get to the end of life, we don't miss out on everything that God has for us. Because if you live with the mindset that God is just out to discipline and punish you, you may still love him and follow after him, but you're going to miss out on some of those things that God has in store for you. You're going to miss out on the joys and the blessings that he has for you because you recognize he is a good father. When we have a good parent or someone great in our life, we want to spend time with them, right? We like our friends because we like being with them. You don't become friends with somebody you don't want to hang out with, right? So if you don't like God, you're not going to want to hang out with him. And you might miss out on some of the blessings, or a lot of the blessings, or all the blessings that he has for you. So this morning, to you, to, I ask to you and to myself, who is Jesus to us? Who is Jesus to me? Do I see him as a good savior? Or someone that just wants to discipline me and control me? Sometimes that, that inability to know and understand Jesus, it, it comes, it's a reflection of our lack of knowledge about him. Because we are just a Sunday Christian. We show up on Sundays, we hear about Jesus, we go back home, and that's about it. I know I've done that before. Or we just take the time to go, oh, look, I'm going to read my Bible, because the headline on my Bible, verse of the day, in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord. Okay, it goes away. And then that's your Bible time. I mean, if I, if I hang out with my wife as much as I would just by reading a scripture like this, I'm not going to have much of a relationship with her. We'll grow apart. We might grow cold and distant to each other. I'm not going to understand who she is. She's not going to understand who I am. And our love won't be a, a, a blazing fire anymore. We have to spend time with Jesus to get to know who he is in order to understand the things and the promises and the love that he has for us. Because I, you can hear all kinds of stories. I heard all about my brother's exploits of all this crazy running and marathons and just all of a sudden I woke up Friday morning and decided Saturday I was going to run a marathon. You're crazy. But he did it. And he, he was successful. He wasn't dead last. 
But until I actually put into practice the training and the requirements that were necessary to actually enter and complete a Tough mutter, I never experienced it. I could have lived through his stories and, and, and telling of what he did, but until I actually did it myself, I didn't have the joy to understand I made it. I finished this sucker. I ran through that electrical wires hanging down and got zapped as I charged into it and fell flat fa first face into the mud. And my teammates were behind, us, behind me going, oh, okay, we're not going to go crazy like he did. They kind of ran in through it a little bit softer. But until you actually experience something, you don't get to understand the joy of it. So this morning, does what you think or I think reflect our lack of knowledge about him? So this morning, you need to decide what are you going to believe about God? Or maybe better yet, you're going to decide, I need to get to know him so I know what I believe about him. Because church, as we've talked about this year, this is the year for us to grow. The Bible talks about how there's the milk of the word and then there's the meat of the word. We are transitioning from the milk to the meat. Just like our toddlers, just like my son went from a bottle and formula to actually eating the food that I eat, we as a church are going to grow and transition into eating the meat of the word of God, meaning we're going to grow up. It's going to be our faith now. Come on. It's our faith now. So if you can talk yourself, again, here's a thought. If you can talk yourself out of the promises of God, guess what? You can talk yourself back into them. But you can't talk yourself out of a promise if you don't know what the promise is. So don't let your experience determine your theology, but your theology determine your experience. Matthew 16, 15 says this. So this is Matthew's recount of, of what we read here in John. And Jesus says, but what do you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So Simon decided to follow Jesus. His name was changed by Jesus and we can see that Peter's now starting to become this person that Jesus called him out to be, to go from Simon to Peter. See, Jesus knew who Peter was going to become ever before he even met Peter. Church, do you realize that God knows who you're going to become? God knows who you will be a year from now. But what you do today helps determine you getting to that position. So God had a desire and a heart and a destiny for Peter, but Peter needed to step into that. He needed to learn and to grow. See, church, God has given each of us something substantial to contribute to the body of Christ. For Peter, God wanted to use Peter to build the foundation of his church. And so he spoke that into Peter when he changed his name, that he was to become a rock. Peter had no idea really who Jesus was, except that he had heard that he was the Messiah. And so over the course of those three years, Peter then learned about Jesus. Guess what, church? The Bible declares things over you that you may not even truly understand yet. 
but they are there for you to grow and to learn. It's like buying a new pair of shoes. My, si- my shoe size might be 10 and a half, but I'm going to buy 12s because I hope to grow into them. I may not understand it completely yet. I may not have grown and gotten there yet, but I will because I will do the things to grow. Come on, church. We have to grow. We have to be intentional. And it begins in our thought process. If you want to be something, you have to start thinking, that is who I will be. And then allow the, I am that person. How does that person look? How does that person act? And think, what are the behaviors? What are the thought processes? What are the habits of that individual? I need to adjust my life accordingly. If you want to be known like David as a man or woman after God's own heart, what do you think David did? He spent time with God. The Psalms are a a huge collection of a lot of his journey as a shepherd. Not as a king, but as a shepherd spending time with Jesus. He did the boring and dull and mundane thing of taking care of sheep. But he was with Jesus. He got to know his heavenly father and understand his heart for him. In those moments of obscurity. Church, you may feel like you're in a moment of obscurity, but you should be spending time with Jesus. Because when the spotlight shines on you, that is when your true colors will be revealed. So you need to build yourself up to be that person in the shadows so when you do step on the stage that God gives to you, you are ready to handle the weight of the position. Erwin McManus said this, the reasons we tend to move more towards the addiction and destruction or crime in our life is because we don't want to be average, but we don't believe we can be great. We allow those, the destruction of our life, the addictions, the temptations to overwhelm us because we don't want to be an average person, but we, we just don't really believe we can become a great individual. So we give in to those things. But yet, that's not who God made us to be. The Bible says that we are more than overcomers and conquerors in Christ Jesus. So this morning, I just want to encourage you with this. 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Church, this morning, it is time to allow God to help rectify and reconcile the thoughts that we have. To let God define us, not other people. The old is gone. The new has come. Jesus still gave Peter the keys to the kingdom even before Peter was ready. Because Jesus saw the end from the beginning, not just the present day. So this morning I have two takeaways, two thoughts for you to consider. Number one, what beliefs do you need to build in order to become? What beliefs do you need to build in order to become? What needs to change inside of your mind so you can become the 
the man or woman of God that you want to be. I know for me there's some processes that I need to change in my life because I want to be more than who I am today. So there's some things that I need to change. So what do you need to, what beliefs do you need to build in order to become? And then second, what beliefs do you need to bury or remove in order to become? So we have things that we need to grab a hold of so we can become, but then there's also things inside of our life, beliefs that we have that we need to get rid of. We need to bury, we need to put them six feet under. They are dead, no longer to rise again because we need to move forward. It's not always just about putting something new, but we also have to remove those things that are hindering us from what becoming what God wants us to be. So what do you need, what beliefs do you need to build and what beliefs do you need to bury this morning? Because ultimately where we're going, that belief can't come with us. So this morning, with this music playing, we're just going to take a few minutes and respond. This is what we call the altar time. Just going to open up. If you want to pray in your seat, that's all right. If you want to come up front, kneel, stand, and pray, that's all right. If you want to turn around in your chair and pray, that's all right. But we're going to take a few minutes and allow the Word of God to saturate inside of us. Not just to deflect off of us, but to saturate. Let's be sponges today. Okay?
This morning, just want to give any of you the opportunity. One of your beliefs that you may need to change is that you will, you just need to believe that Jesus is for you. That He has the best in mind for you, which entails you surrendering your life. So if that's you this morning, uh, if we could all just, out of respect for each other, close our eyes. If that's you this morning, say, you know what, I want and I'm going to believe that Jesus is for me and I'm going to accept him into my life. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I just I, I say thank you for speaking to hearts and minds today that and assuring people that you are for them, not against them, that you are a good father, that you love them, that this morning you have called them your son, you have called them your daughter, and you desire to love on them and to help them understand your love. And so this morning, Jesus, I pray as they welcome you into their heart that you would forgive them of their sins, and that you would become their Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that this morning. Thank you for speaking to them. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate that this morning, church. For those of you that said yes to Jesus this morning, I'd love to have a conversation with you or maybe one of our leadership. You can talk to us. We want to talk to you about the next steps in that. And then this morning, I just want to agree in prayer with you. For those of you... Hopefully all of you said, yes, there's some, there's some beliefs that I need to build in my life, and there are some things that I need to bury this morning. I believe, I hope that's all of us, because we all want to get better. So let's maybe just raise a hand in agreement as I pray. Heavenly Father, this morning, God, I pray for the church this morning as a whole. I pray for those that have uplifted their hand and said, God, I want to build some better thoughts in my mind. Because I want the strongest thoughts to help determine a positive direction, the direction that you desire for me. So this morning, build in our life. Make known those things that we need to start building. And Holy Spirit, that you would also reveal the things that we need to bury. That it is time to put to death, to not even have a funeral service, but just to bury and be done. To put it down and just to walk away. So, Lord, reveal to us those things as well so we can, begin to continue, we can begin to walk in the direction that you have called us and have it to be our strong thoughts, the pervading thoughts of our mind, so we become more and more like you. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Again. Thank you for being with us this morning, Stockholm Community Church. If you have kids in Stockholm Kids, please go grab them. But as we like to close our service uh, this morning, we hope we know tomorrow is going to be a great day for you. Why, church? Because Sunday's here. Make Mondays better. Have a great week, everyone.